See, I always have known the difference because I've had to earn my living in order to keep making my own works by working in the commercial medium for, for eight years. So I, I, there's absolute maximum control. You, you can see many of my films are on television. Some I'd be ashamed to name what they were, and some I'm, I'm like the, uh, the piece on Sartre's nausea that uh, I'm quite proud of, but uh, that is quite involved with. But with my own work, for instance, I would never make a statement like that quite proud of, because there, there, so there's that distinction. But um, um, I, in other words, there's ample way to prove that I have the ability to control technically. So it is a drive towards some new way in which the medium can sing, dance, and be, uh, be uh, almost something that uh, I feel the necessity for, and then sometimes I say the world feels the necessity for it, but that doesn't matter. I feel it enough to, to, to um, not pursue uh, older methods when when uh, so, some new method is is opening my own eyes uh, as a result of my accepting it and dancing with the camera in this new way. But it's a method that is supposed to open eyes, and yet it seems to me it's exactly at the level of the images you get that possibly you fail. Because I do not retain uh, a sense of vision and of images from your movies, and I, n I have never heard your movies discussed yes, in terms you, you, of their images, but only of the movement. For instance, Paul, you, you are a master of a, uh, in being a commentator upon an older movement, and you, you're bound to have, as a result of this, uh, blockages toward anything. But new. I also have an eye, and other people around me have eyes. What I'm curious to know is, perhaps I am blocked, but then are there other people who, after having seen, say, Anticipation of the Night, can discuss it with you in terms of its images and in terms of a new vision oh, they have my had? Yes. Oh, sure. Well, and uh, they, they, they do retain and can describe the images. Oh, oh of course. Yeah, particularly, uh, and I'm not referring to artists here. Actually, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the the some of the more ideal audiences uh, for for this kind of experience are those who do not come uh, trying to, um, uh, to who do not come and who ask their questions and are intrigued by the newness of something and by and by the moving perception that way. They're not there, for instance, like you find in New York to collect data for the new cocktail party or something like that. They're they're honestly there because something is wanting and they know it in their own vision and they become quite quite uh, involved i mean perfectly people in all walks of life and, and and that sort of thing and that kind of audience is far more important to me and and i think to any uh, artist than the intellectual uh, well i i quite agree uh, about uh, uh I'm, I'm not making film my films for new york sc no i'm aware was, of this no. and i for instance a number of years ago loved uh isu's venom and eternity most especially for his statement that photography was too banal that it needed to rot. From the day I was born, early that morn, you know I cried, oh yes I did.
You see, I make films for out of my own deepest necessities. And uh, then uh, what validity they have or don't have in relationships, I'm joyful when they seem to be of help to people or of excitement or joy. But there's no real concern that way. I, go, I feel a responsibility to try to get them out because I think that it is badly needed, actually. But if it turned out that they weren't, it would not interfere with my work in the least. So in that sense, it, wh where there is, where, where one is not getting what one is needing and can't get it from, from my work or the work of my related contemporaries and can't get it from oh, Bergman and can't get it no. from Hollywood, then I say, ah, you should make films yourself because uh, there may be something there. But ah, but who are your related contemporaries then? Related contemporaries, well, let's see. Marie Mencken is uh, actually uh, um, one of the most important uh, um, actually, in a way, I owe a great freeing of my own uh, 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 trapped vision to some of her early work, particularly things like uh, visual variations on Noguchi um, uh, and, and uh, Hurry Hurry and some of those small fragmented pieces. Joseph Cornell, for instance, uh, has his films, who, which have practically remained almost entirely unseen, been an immense I was going to say, inspiration. I do not know Cornell's work. Uh, immense uh, in, inspiration in on, on my work, and and he, for instance, does not move the camera violently or wildly in, in any sense at all. It's some other much more subtle thing there, and uh, um, oh, uh, y younger people. Uh, well, this would be. Oh, I've found some things in, in so many different people's work, even uh, some of Markopoulos's work, particularly more recent work that hasn't been seen around here. He's a related contemporary, and in, in, uh, um, in even, even uh, for instance, Broughton's work is much different from mine, but there, there is a sense of aliveness, which is the dominant thing in his work, which makes him a related contemporary. The camera does not move wildly, but there is always a sense of, of the human being uh, searching, moving behind it, and many people uh, will attack, for instance, even his films as being uh, to amateurs, the word they usually throw up, and of course I'm, I'm rather delighted by it. Yes, then, I, I'm an amateur filmmaker. I make home movies. If I could write a symphony for Susan I would write a melody That would tell her Create a spell for her Ring a bell for her And let her know How much I fell for her If I could write a symphony For Susan Some harmonies that would let her know how much my love could grow, how its warmth would glow. What better way is there to tell her so? I could try to invent new rhythms that would let her know all the thrills I feel when her lips meet So full of tenderness That she must confess That she knows I love her so If I could write a symphony For Susan 
Open up your heart, once you start it, you believe in love, you believe in love, be a part of all the pretty things, all the pretty things that you dream about. Open up your eyes, open up your eyes, can't you see me? I'm the one who cares, I'm the one who cares, we can share it all the yesterdays, all the yesterdays that you dream with
making a distinction in your work, or if you make a distinction between, say, uh, a great accident, a great vision that has Brahman, that has beauty, and, uh, and what you use as the material for, say, making a, a musical vision uh, on film, or whether, say, if, uh, if you're looking for a new way of seeing, if perhaps everything in your experience doesn't seem to you, you know, equally valid with everything else. No. This would be moving into the area of chance operations, and um, uh, I think what you're talking about here, and uh, uh, fairly strongly, and I think it's a thing that has to do, again, particularly with my generation, or perhaps uh, with a generation that's more coming than mine, a rejection of, of chance operations. And uh, it's, it's, I, I have utilized them to a certain extent, but always to reveal something which will then allow me to go on and edit the thing or photograph it differently, not to... Uh, just entirely incorporate the play of chance happenings in What kind of visual happenings, say, uh, are you working on at the moment in your new long film? This is, uh, the new long film is called uh, The Dog Star Man, and uh, it's, this is a, it's a, well, I can trace the working process in this. It's uh, like, first of all, I had, the fee I had absolute necessity to some sense re revitalize or relate to ritual the whole daily happenings of our, our life with between myself, my wife, and our children, and, and our animals, and our house. And I, I, I conceived this as being a fairly short film, and that I, I would pick any occupation uh, that, that seemed simple on the outside uh, to stand for the man's whole life work. So I chose, without quite, quite realizing why I was choosing this, to be a woodman climbing a mountain, chopping down a tree, and uh, um, uh, uh, then...
show of these happenings? And how can you recreate them or convey the feeling of them? What happenings? Uh, uh, say the mythological references. Well, because the they, they the are world. around us. They do. This was the immense discovery of the mm -hmm. film. They are in our everyday life, except uh, we, we, are, we don't perceive them so easily. In, yes, in but how filmically can you communicate this to other people? How do you mean, how filmically? I mean, how, what, what is your, say, photographic means uh, for bringing in this whole associational system? Um, well, uh, it isn't a process of communicating, but to, to make their relationships, uh, cl uh, the clarity of the relationships of these sim sim poetical, symbolical happenings uh, is, is uh, well, through the techniques that emerge while making the film. In this case, it involves um, multiple superimpositions, hand painting on film, microscopy photography, um, uh, um, uh, everything that is needed that, that, uh, that does reveal more and more the actual by relating say objects that are photographed in life to other objects in such a way that they begin to emerge not not as symbols we don't want symbols here but they begin to their their relationships their dance living relationships begin to emerge and then we find these relationships have been uh, structured in other ways in in uh, very symbolical material that's the way it happens is that clear well, not completely. For instance, in, in your work, Dog, Star, Man, uh, I can see what you can do with dog and man, but how do you get to star? How I mean, just I, concretely. How do I get to star? Yeah. Oh, I became involved. Uh, uh, star is, is an interesting one. I did a, a great deal of shooting of the sun while, while photographing it, and that, that is the star in this case that I'm concerned with primarily. And um, and uh, even to the extent then when I felt the necessity, I went and, and the only footage in the film, for instance, which is bought, which I didn't shoot myself, I, I shot uh, telescope shots of the moon and so on, but uh, I bought uh, from the High Altitude Observatory uh, explosions on the sun material. And this is integrated within the, st in the structure of the work out of the necessity to have it. It works always that way, somehow, out of the necessity to have it. <laughs>
tricky question in the arts, isn't it? I, I have heard you described by, by another filmmaker as a genius without talent. And you see what he meant? You, you are obviously an immensely creative person with an immense fund of theories about the film, some of them very exciting. But the question is whether you have the talent to put this in your own work. Uh, talent is something that only arises in my life usually when I'm making a commercial work and I can draw immense uh, salaries making commercial works and this is supposed to be in the society the proof of talent so I too will lay it out on the table at this moment and let it go at that. In my own work 
talent is not something that is a concern. Uh, a film, uh, I'm very anxious, for instance, with my children, when they are untalented, to give them 8mm cameras and begin teaching them enough of the mechanics so that they can start searching and making films of their own. Will there be any way to equate, to decide who is more talented, themselves or myself, in this sort of a situation? Um, I'm not Are saying there are films will be... There is now, no if you way. mean as an artist, am I talented? I mean, I don't know how you're going to evaluate this either. I'm, well, I'm that, learned, let's say, I've could studied, you do I it with your dedicated. three children? Well, no, the art process is something different. I wouldn't... The, the, what the children would do with their cameras would, would not be an, an art process. Maybe what I'm doing isn't either. What's wonderful is when this question dissolves and vanishes altogether, as in a case like Simon Rodia and his towers. Is he an artist? How will Herr Professor categorize those towers? Will they be put uh, in this card catalog drawer or that one, or how can the vultures earn their living off of them? I'm not concerned with talent in any of these senses, or whether it's a work of art or not. Simon Rodia made great, immense beauty out of his own particular necessity. He's an ideal to me and, um, uh, in this sense, and, and in a way, all of us at work, we may be more or less involved with the public for other reasons, for feelings of responsibility or that we have something that's needed and uh, these are distractions in relationship to the work. We want to do a tune written for today, for this hour, for Dr. Martin Luther King. We stated before that the whole program is dedicated to his memory, but this tune is written about him and for him, and so we had yesterday to learn it, and so we'll see. Well, the murders 
through the threat of death ahead. Folks, you'd better stop and think and feel again. Are we headed for the brain? What's gonna happen now? And all of our cities, my people are rising. They're living in lies, even if they have to die. Even if they have to die at the moment that they know what life is. at that one moment that you know what life is if you have to die it's all right cause you know what life is you know what freedom is for one moment of your life what's gonna happen now that the king of kinds of stories, but I heard that this was uh, his favorite song, at least at the, near the end of his life. Uh, last year, a year ago, maybe more longer than that now, Lorraine Hansberry left us, and she was a dear friend, and she had her favorite song, and then Langston Hughes left us, Cold Train left us, Otis Redding left us. You can go on. Do you realize how many we have lost? Then it really gets down to reality, doesn't it? Not a performance. Not microphones and all that crap, but really something else. We've lost a lot of them in the last two years. But we have remaining Monk, Miles. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> And of course, for those that we have left, 
we, we, we're thankful, but we can't afford any more losses. Oh no, oh my God, they're shooting us down one by one. Don't forget that, because they are. Killing us one by one. Well, all I have to say is that Those of us who know how to protect those of us that we love, stand by them and stay close to them. And I say that if there'd been a couple of more, a little closer to Dr. King, he wouldn't have got it, you know, really. Just a little closer to him, stay there, stay there. We can't afford any more losses. He had seen mountaintop And he knew he could not stop Always living with a threat Dead ahead, come on Sam Folks, you better stop it Yeah.